This episode is about the first mover advantage. Welcome back to the Strategic Stripping Podcast. I'm your host, Valeska Bloom, and I just had a very interesting conversation with a guy about strip clubs. This is something I really need to do more of because they're a lot more insightful than we might think. I mean, they are kind of our main target focus, and I don't think we actually get enough feedback from them, which is silly because they're the ones that are paying us. So he asked how work was, and I was like, I was like, work was good. I was like, everybody in Tampa says it's slow, but it was good. I had a really good night. It wasn't, there wasn't a ton of people there, but it seemed like a normal Sunday night to me. And when I said this to the bouncer later, he was like, no, he was like, this is super slow. He was like, this is super, super slow. And I was like, well, I didn't feel it. Maybe I would have made a lot more had I, I walked with about six. So I think I was $10 short of six if I didn't have to tip out. Actually, if I didn't tip my manager out extra, I would have walked home with, I think, exactly $600, which my goal was a thousand. So I was a little bit short, but considering it was, you know, the it wasn't that busy. I talked to a lot of people, but I let a few of them slide, people I just didn't feel like dealing with. So I mentioned something about how, you know, there were a decent amount of girls there and there were customers and I would go into the dressing room for a millisecond just to, actually, I think I went to get pistachios because I was starving. And there were like three or four girls just sitting in the back playing around on their phones, which is completely normal and it's completely illogical. But the thing that surprised me about them was every single time I went back there, even just for a moment, I would see the same girls sitting on their phones. And this was all the girls, like lots of them. So the only reason why I head to the dressing room typically is because let's say a customer walks in the door. Ah, and this actually plays in pretty well to my other thing because this has showed me I'm making a mistake by going into the dressing room. So sometimes I would go to the dressing room that if I saw a new person coming in, that way they get a chance to see me in motion. I'm walking out of the dressing room, walking out of somewhere. And, you know, but I could have literally just made laps around the club, really. But I kind of figured that looked better than I'm not going to be sitting around unless there's nobody there and I'm really tired. And I didn't really want to walk in circles because there's people in there and it'd be obvious if I was just sitting there walking in circles. So I will go into the back sometimes right when the customer's coming in and then I'll head back out just so it looks like I'm in motion, I'm moving, I'm doing things, blah, blah, blah. But apparently that might not necessarily be the best idea. So I mentioned a couple guys that had come in and that I asked them a few times and finally both of them said yes. So, but I had to ask like four or five times and it was just very, you know, fun kind of talk. Like I was definitely the first person to come and sit down with both of them too, which is another interesting thing. I was the first person to come sit down with both of them and started talking to them, fun, flirty, blah, blah, blah. And they both had literally just got there. So they were like, oh, we're not ready quite yet, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, no problem. I was like, I'm going to come back and check on you though. So I get up and I leave because there's not that many people there. You know, if you're in a club that's packed full of people, maybe it's not worth it to go around to the same person again. But in a lot of cases, I think it is, especially if you're the first person or one of the first few people he's seen since he's been there, which is likely if you're actually working it's likely even if you work with a lot of girls so many girls don't stay on the floor for very long at least that's been my experience that I've seen all across the map 
So I came back to get a dance with this guy and his friend, who was actually the first person I talked to, I sat down next to his friend and then later came back over and talked to him. A couple or a few rounds later, going back to talk to him again and the other guy, I sat down with him and I was like, hey, I was like, so are you getting about ready? Is it about that time? And he was like, yes. He was like, it is. He goes, I want to get a dance with you and I want to get a dance with her. So like he was looking around trying to figure out what he wanted. You know, he hadn't been there in a year. Apparently he doesn't go to many strip clubs. So he wants to make sure he's getting what he wants, which is cool or whatever. It doesn't really matter as long as, you know, as long as they're happy and it's important to keep your customers happy unless you deal with somebody that's douchebag that you really don't want to go back to strip clubs anymore. I have an example that I'll share for the end of the night, but the topic of this is first mover advantage. So I was on the phone with this guy and he mentioned, because I said something about, okay, there was a couple that came in and I sit down with this couple for a minute. I need to get better with couples. I'm not really exactly sure how to work it in a way that makes me feel comfortable just talking to them because I don't know how the girl's feeling and whatever. So I go up, sit down with this couple and chat them up a little bit. And finally I'm like, hey, so I was like, can I interest you guys in a dance? And this guy is like, um, well, he was like, no, I don't think so. He was like, we're just kind of hanging out. And he goes, but actually, he goes, your friend came. I love how they call everybody your friend. It's like, these are my coworkers. He's like, your friend came in here about 20 minutes ago and walked into the back. She had purple shorts on. I was like, oh yeah, sure. I was like, I'll go grab her for you. And he goes, okay, thank you, thank you. So I get up to go sort of walk away, and he goes, hey, hey. And he puts his hand up, and he goes, I don't want you to take offense to that. He goes, not that you're not beautiful. He was like, you're very beautiful. And I was like, yeah, I was like, it's all good. I was like, I've been doing this for too long to care. And I shouldn't have said it like that. That came out wrong. I think I was going for a little bit funny, and at the same time, it was true. So it was like, uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, so I mentioned that to my friend, and he said, well, you shouldn't take it as rejection. And I was like, I'm just kind of stayed silent. He was like, because it's not necessarily rejection. He was like, but it's that first girl. When a guy walks into a club, the first girl he sees that fits his profile a little bit, attractive in whatever way he's looking for, he starts to build up this fantasy in his mind about her. So multiple other girls could come by and he's gonna reject all of them quite possibly, because he's still thinking about that first girl. Now he's been fantasizing about her, he's been blowing her up in his mind, yada, 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 and now he wants her, even though there's probably better dancers, or maybe better dancers, I don't wanna say probably, but there could be better dancers. So the moral of the story is stay on the floor, quit going into the dressing room. There is no money in the dressing room. It is in the club. And another thing, if you are in the club, don't be sitting there fucking around on your phone. It is incredibly unattractive. It's incredibly unattractive. It's, it's like just saying, nah, I don't really care to be here, but I'm here, but I'd rather be in there in my phone doing whatever else you know I'm doing. I think it's highly unattractive and highly anti-profitable to be fucking around on your phone. It makes you look extremely unapproachable. It makes you look physically not that good because you're probably all hunched over and stuff, you know, playing around with this little device. 
it's just not attractive. I would highly recommend against that. I think I've said before, I think people's cell phones are one of the biggest reasons why they don't make money because they're so occupied with their, their other life. When you're at work, work. And when you're not at work, don't think about work. This is some very valuable advice I've gotten from a life coach that talks about detaching from work so that you can rejuvenate yourself. A lot of these girls go into work four days a week, five days a week, and a lot of them when they leave will be thinking, I could be at work tonight making money or I need the money or whatever. When you go to work, fucking hustle. Just hustle, just go focus on work. Go sit with the same people over and over until they say yes to you. Come back as a different personality type. Be a little bit flirtier, be a little bit more fun, be a little bit more sexy, be a little, be a little, be a little bit funnier. Different personality types appeal to different people, so just wing it. You know, I would always start with the sexy personality type. I think that's the best one to go with because I think it's the most profitable. If it doesn't work though, maybe the guy got a little bit intimidated, who knows? You can go back as the fun girl. You know, change your outfit. He might not even recognize you, you know? So that's what I would recommend. Um, I was gonna tell a story at the end about, ah, fuck it, I'll tell it. One of the girls on YouTube called me out about not telling a lot of my stories because I just don't feel like talking about them. But I said, don't be rude to your customers ever if you can help it because like if you're having a bad day or whatever, like don't give them a bad vibe because they might never go back ever again. And over a lifetime, over their lifetime, who knows how much money you just kicked out of the club forever, any club that he ever would have gone into. But if you're a super fun, sexy girl, if you're having a great time with him, and that's like one of his first times in the club, or even if it's a second or third or fourth or whatever, and he doesn't have too many experiences with strip clubs, give him a good experience so he wants to go back. We are really all in this together. That being said, one of the last people I went to go dance for last night, oh my God. Oh my God, I walk up to these two Indian guys that smelled like bug spray and I was like, oh shit. And I was like, well, there's literally, I don't think there was anyone else in the club. Actually, one other person at the stage. And so I really wanted to sell them because I wanted to make 200 more dollars before the end of the night. I wanted to make 400 more dollars by the end of the night, but it was already 2.30 in the morning and I was pretty sure that was not looking likely. So I... uh sit down with, you know, this guy's friend and try to sell him. And he says, no, he was interested, but he said no, but I could tell his friend was interested. And I was like, so I just got up and walked over to the friend. And I was like, so how about you? I was like, you know, it's getting late. It's like, seems like a good time to get a dance. And he said, sure. So we go to the back and he asks me how much it is. And I said, 30 a song or four for a hundred. And he was like 20. <laughs> Can you guess he was an Indian? I think I might've already said that. And I said, it's 30. I'm already immediately pissed off because I am so sick of them trying to cut deals. It fucking bothers me. And I said, it's 30. And he was like, 20. And I said, 30. And he said, 20. And I said, I'll meet you in the middle at 25. And he goes, 20. Like, motherfucker. Fucker, I would love to punch you in your fucking face right now. Not really, I just wanted to walk away and just forget he ever existed, but I also wanted his money. 
I don't know how exactly he said it, but he was like, it's Sunday night, it's slow. And I was like, but I'm worth 30. And he was like, oh, you know, and he didn't go into anything else. So I started dance form because I even wanted the fucking 20, even if it was just 20, even though I was pissed. But so I started dancing for this guy and he, oh my God, he was like, can I kiss you? I was like, no, you cannot kiss me. I was super annoyed. I knew I was only going to get one dance with him. So I was super not into caring about his feelings or his life or anything about him. And he said, do you want to kiss me? (laughs) Oh my God. Like, how could he possibly ask that question? How could you possibly be so brain dead? I just don't understand how that's possible. And I looked at him and I said, I actually like guys that value my time. And he was like, oh, you know, like, I don't think he even understood what I was saying. And when the song was over, he goes to hand me fucking $20 and I didn't say anything about it. And I was like, thanks. Like, you know, get the fuck out of my face. Like, goodbye. And I realized I'm a little bit amped about this, a little bit too amped, but it's just all this built up emotion (laughs) towards that ethnicity of people. Like, I'm sorry. It's just the truth. So call it whatever you want. That's not my problem. I have had way too many experiences with way too many people like that. And it's, it's fucking annoying. And they're trained to do that as kids from what I've heard. Always get a deal. Always cut the best deal. Always cut the best deal. Well, there's something that's value, motherfucker. Like, oh God. So anyway, to top it off, when I was done and I'd already collected my $20, he looks at me and goes, what time do you get off? And I looked at him and I was like, I would not meet you outside of here. And he was like, why? And I was like, you didn't even give me $25. And he goes, oh, that's no problem. That's no problem. And he pulls out $5. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Have a good night. Like, do you think that's going to change my mind? Oh, my God. Amazing. People are This is part of the reason why I'm so fascinated by psychology because I just, some people, I just cannot get a grasp on how fucking stupid they are. Like, holy God. Anyway, uh, to top it off on a good note, I suppose, the last person that I went to talk to, it was like five, ten minutes before close, and I was like, I was like, you know, I pitched him into a dance, and he was like, I just had one. He was like, but I'll give you the money for it. I was like, excuse me? And he was like, it's like, I don't really want another dance. He was like, but I'll give you the money for it. Ah, that makes me wonder if he came, actually. That makes me wonder. I don't think so, because the girl only did one dance for him, but I don't see why he would have just given me the money and not actually gotten a dance. Regardless, doesn't matter. I made an extra $20 before I walked out the door just for approaching this guy in a quick manner and asking him if he wanted to dance. Walked out the door with $600. I made a $50 tip from a surgeon, which was cool. Got stiffed $20 from an Indian guy. This was a different Indian guy, one of the first people I talked to. He was really sweet, but he fucking stiffed me $20. I had told him as soon as we sat down, it was $30 a song or four for 100. He went into his wallet when we were done and he went to go count his money. And I swear to God, I thought I saw 320s. I thought I saw him put down 320s. And then he counted a bunch of ones, so I thought he was gonna tip me the ones too. So then he hands me his money, and then he realized he only gave me fucking 40. And I didn't look at it to count it. I don't know what I was thinking. 
I don't know what I was thinking. Always count your money. You might as well, because if you get stiffed, it's your own fault because you didn't count the money. People make errors. Even if they don't do it intentionally, people still make errors. And a lot of those people might do it intentionally. So don't get stiff when they know the prices. It's not cool. So anyway, first mover advantage, there was a bunch of other stuff strung along in there, but the most important thing I think is stay on the floor. Be the first girl they see. Approach the guy and go back to him later. He might say it's way too early. He literally just got there, though he might say yes at the same time. But you can always go back to him later and you don't know if he's been building up you in his mind as some fantasy that he really would like to see. So I think that was the most important tip, that and stay off your phone. Have a wonderful day. I'm sorry it's been a while since I've made one of these videos. I've had a ton of stuff to do, but more are coming. Have a great day. I will talk to you soon. Go make your money. Stay positive. Stay on the floor. Stay off your phone.